COVID pandemic has now been with us for many months, and many countries around the world have been battling it with lockdowns. Because the best way to stop a disease from spreading is of course to stop the virus from jumping from person to person. Social distancing does work. In the old days we used to have special quarantine stations, often located on remote islands where people suffering from plague or leprosy were kept at safe distance from the majority of the population. Life in those quarantine stations was probably not very pleasant, and maybe that's something to remember now when so many of us are forced to stay at home, turning every person's home into their personal quarantine station. It might feel bad, but not if you compare with the quarantine stations from history. I mean, in those dreadful old quarantine stations, they didn't have video games, video on demand or streaming services. They couldn't spend their days watching old reruns of Friends or MacGyver. But I do understand that life in lockdown is boring, and especially now, when we celebrate Christmas alone at home with just a few of our closest around us. Christmas trees, candy, turkey and ham will give us some distraction. But sooner or later we will be there again, sitting in our sofa, aimlessly zapping from series to series on Netflix, Amazon or HBO, without knowing which one to choose. So let's forget about pandemics and the depressive reality, and learn more about what series and films we should see there in our very own Christmas quarantine sofas. Welcome to Yellowbrick Road, your road to great home entertainment when you're in Christmas lockdown. I'm Niels Lagen and this is, of course, The Yellow Brick Road, our little podcast about films and games and visual effects and stuff. And sometimes we talk about certain productions, but today we're going to talk about stuff to watch when you're in lockdown and uh, maybe now during Christmas time when we're forced into our own private quarantine stations. So here to help me uh, tell you what to watch at home during Christmas are two of my favorite guests, Harrison Ryder and Mathilde Olsen. Welcome. Oh, that's us. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had some problems to, to record this episode, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I think the email thread that we had going back and forth was like 50 emails or something. We, there's yeah. like six different How many times now. have we cancelled this <laughs> Cancelled, moved, postponed. <laughs> At least, like the original idea was to do a watch list uh, just for a general lockdown. Mm. Uh, but now, with Christmas coming up, we kind of twisted it into a Christmas one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, but first things first. How is the COVID nineteen situation in your life right now? Uh, do I lie or should I be honest? Honest, always okay. honest. <laughs> Definitely getting over it. Mm. For sure. Yeah. It's a bit Groundhog Day y for me. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. I, yeah. Um if you go back and listen to our previous podcast, I think the 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 what did we do? The the, the pandemic pandemic one. one yeah. You'll probably hear a lot more joy in our voice. 
<laughs> now it has set in. This is broken down, Harrison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. And I mean, uh, most of the Good Vacances personnel are working from home. Yeah, I would say 85, 90%. Yeah, but but the three of us are actually in the same room now, but but sitting far apart. So so apologies for, yeah. for the sound. One of the downfalls of uh, the coronavirus um, happening is that most podcast stations are shut down exactly. <laughs> that we usually book. So we've had to come up with our own little makeshift studio here at uh, Goodbye Kansas Studios, and uh, yeah, it's uh, well. You let us know. Is it working? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Hope so. so no further waiting. Let, let, let's go for this. Uh, I've asked you and myself to, <laughs> to come up with three things to watch, series or films. Okay. So let's start with you, Matilda. What's on your list? Uh, do I do all of them at no, once? No, just, or one, just one, one, one at a time. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, 30 just, minutes, Matilda. Yeah, exactly. Um, so first of all, I started watching this again during this fall, uh, which is a kind of Aaron Sorkin marathon, since I love Aaron Sorkin. And West Wing is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. Not West Wing. What? The West, West, West Wing. I'm sorry. Mm. Get it right. <laughs> um, and it always makes me feel better as well, and then get into a better mood, which is needed this fall, I think. Uh, and with West Wing, you have so many episodes to watch which is nice is it 24 but, episodes a season i think so yeah or 22 or something yeah. yeah so it's a lot of episodes um but it's good and it's also kind of nice to see something that includes politics but doesn't make you want to kill yourself oh wow <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a, that's a coronavirus everybody <laughs> yeah. wow that was no but it's been intense heavy. this fall with all the election going on and it's kind of nice to see something that yeah. Kind of lifts your spirit. But uh but uh, the West Wing is hard to track down mm. on streaming services. So there's always the newsroom, which mm. is also amazing, mm. and Sorkin. And uh, you can find that on HBO. It sounded like you said his name was Anne Sorkin, like his wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Eric. But yeah. Uh which is kind of the same tone and uh, great dialogue and great script. Um and there's also the new one, of course, uh, from Sorkin, which is The Trial of the Chicago 7, oh, which yeah. is a feature. Uh, on Netflix. Yeah, it was released straight to Netflix. Um, so many people might not have caught that one yet. So Yeah, I didn't really, it didn't really get advertised a lot outside its opening like, release weekend. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, right? Yeah. He's great. Have you He's seen amazing. it? Yeah, absolutely. Is it good? Yeah, really good. Cool. I'll mm -hmm. watch it. Yeah. Has it got his, like, um, his, uh, what's the phrase? Trademark fast-paced dialogue? Yes. Yeah? Absolutely. Okay. And that's I, I was disappointed but, one thing. They yeah. never say, walk with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, it's all set mostly during the trial, so there's nowhere to walk. Mm, walk with yeah. me down the court aisle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. You're arrested now. So. Yeah. Walk with me. To jail. <laughs> to jail. <laughs> no, um, no spoilers, though. That wasn't a spoiler. Okay. If you walk away from the trial, I'm pretty sure that's not You get arrested. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so first on your list is anything by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, basically. I think that's yeah. like a good marathon 
to have during quarantine. Okay. Besides, like, obviously West Wing, this one that you just said, and then Newsroom, what else Mm. would he be known for? Well, Social Network. Social Network, yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah. That's probably the biggest one. Yeah. These are my favorites. That's why I brought them up. Good. Yeah. What is our topic? The election. Didn't you talk up our accomplishments? I couldn't think of that. Just out of curiosity, what if this doesn't work? I don't know, but for sure we're going to blame you. Okay, then. Harrison. I'm going to start off light. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off by a show that is available on Netflix in Sweden. Yeah. Um, it is content. There's a lot of content. So if you want to if you want to dive in, dive in to RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, ah, yeah. Of course. RuPaul's Drag Race. Because <laughs> if you say it quickly, it's not the easiest thing to understand. But it's amazing. It's, uh, it, uh, it's really good. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Ask me some questions. That's good. But can you, do you need to start from the beginning? No, or can so you jump the in? good thing is, it, okay, so I'll explain. So the pre- it's basically a reality TV show competition, very similar to that of America's Next Top Model, uh, but it's for drag queens. Uh, so they compete in like competitions to become the best drag queen in America. Um, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's super fun. But they know that it's, it's ridiculous. So like it's super t- uh, tongue-in-cheek. But uh, yeah, it's just it's iconic and it's like blown up to the size of Jupiter now. Like it's yeah. the most popular thing in the world. Insane. There's it's, yeah. the American version, which is almost 13 seasons, five all-star seasons. And then you've got the That's UK, Canada, Thailand, and now Holland, all making their own versions. Oh my God. How many episodes well. per season? 15. Wow. So there's a lot of content out there. And is RuPaul yeah. flying around? No. So this? RuPaul does the main show and All Stars as well, which is a whole other beast, but really good. But then other hosts from around the world do the different versions. So the UK has like Graham Norton. Um, Holland has got people from Holland, from the Netherlands, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and then Canada has... Canada do this weird thing where they have a different guest host every week. So instead of like RuPaul hosting it, it will be like a famous actor from Canada or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's Canada, so no one's famous. <laughs> Justin Bieber is not on. Ryan Reynolds? No. Oh, that's the only two I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like if you want escapism at its best and you want to yeah. laugh, then it's like the best thing ever. Uh, I really enjoy it a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah, so when you're done with the heavy sork and stuff, you yeah. can go on to... <laughs> Jump on to RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people out there listening in the world will agree with me. Yep. Hey, bitches! I'm here to slay the competition. Sherry is a big, loud Broadway dame. We are the best queens in the world, but <laughs> I'm the one to be. Well, my first choice is not light in okay. any way. <laughs> I-, I was thinking like this, that Obviously, uh, many of you out there probably suspect that I would mention some kind of some old film. Uh, and yes, Christmas and lockdown is a great opportunity to see old classics like Dr. Chivago, okay. Lawrence of Arabia. But only, and this is important, only if you have a very large television or a projector. Otherwise, you should not watch these big films. So my first uh, uh, 
the first one on my list is not a film, it is a series. And one thing you need uh, to know when you're in lockdown is that you need to find a series that takes a really long time to watch. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah of course. So, so my first choice is Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Possibly the best TV series about a cancer-ridden high school chemistry teacher turning into a noiseless drug lord you'll ever see. <laughs> uh, and it has both a spin-off, Better Call Saul, and uh, it's a magnificent prequel to Breaking Bad, and a sequel in the shape of a film, El Camino. And uh, here's some facts. Breaking Bad consists of five seasons. That's 62 episodes. Better Call Saul has so far given us five seasons. That's 50 episodes. So Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, El Camino combo would take well, well over 100 hours to watch. Wow. <laughs> 100 hours of amazingly well-written drama filled with so much anguish that you will come out on the other side feeling like well, you've been hit by a large drug smuggling chicken truck in the hopeless, vast, and desolate New Mexico desert. Uh, the actors are absolutely amazing, uh, and there are actually moments of comedy in there as well. Uh, yeah, of wonderful, delightfully underplayed black comedy right under your nose uh, while you're struggling to survive scenes that are so tense and haunting that you feel you want to run away, but you can't yeah. because you need to watch it because it's so good. Uh, the first season is amazing, uh, the second and third, well, that, that's something you need to get through. Uh, but when you end, come to the fifth and last season of Breaking Bad, every episode is amazing. Breaking Bad uh, is created by Vince Gilligan, and obviously we need to mention Brian Cranston, uh, who plays this school chemistry teacher, Walter White. Or Heisenberg, as it's known. Why is he known as that? Uh, it, it's his alias when he turns into a merciless drug lord. Ah, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, and oh, Heisenberg, yeah, I, uh, I, I think either. the real world Heisenberg was someone who was employed by Hitler, I think. So it's not a nice name. Uh, also worth mentioning, of course, Aaron Paul as Jesse Pinkman, the young guy who gets drawn into this. And also we have the wonderful uh, Bob Odenkirk, who plays Saul Goodman, that lawyer who also then has this spin-off series. And last but not least, the ice-cold drug lord Gus Fringe, played by Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, I love him. Uh, yeah. ah, he's, oof. well, it's really good. And I assume, uh, unlike my two friends here, that <laughs> most of you out there probably have seen all this. <laughs> but if you haven't, see it. And if you have seen it, see it again. Yeah. 100 hours. So it's binge-worthy and repeatable. Yes, it is. Cool. Mm. Yeah, I need to give it another shot. I, I just think. need to give it a shot. Yeah, I actually watched the first six episodes, but unpopular opinion, I didn't like it. Oh, You need to like fight your way into it. But yeah. then, then you're, you're kind hear of drawn into it, and then you can't escape. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess I like have drugs. to Like drugs. <laughs> Just they like drugs. Just like drugs. They suck at the beginning, <laughs> and then you're like, well, my life is better when I'm on them. And then suddenly you're selling it and selling your body and all these kinds of things. So we've all been there. We've <laughs> all been there. You understood what I've just said to you. Yes. Lung cancer. Inoperable. Substantial amount of methamphetamine being taken off the streets. Hey, how much money is that? That's uh, about 700 grand. It's easy money. Okay, Matilda, <clears throat> the second one. Okay, next one is 
another marathon I'm right in the middle of. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to start with one obvious one right now is The Mandalorian. Cool. Mm. Um, Are we all and- watching it? I've seen only the first episode so far. Okay. In first season? Yeah. Yes. I only just got this. I don't know. Season but... two, episode one. <laughs> nothing know, made that sense. Have, that could happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but uh, they're in the second season now, and it's going to finish up before Christmas. Um, and I think I struggled with it from the start. Yeah, same. I'm obviously a big Star Wars fan, but I couldn't... For the life of me, understand why it would was it such a big thing mm-hmm. uh, as it was, but in season two, something happens, and now I'm totally uh, shifted opinion. On mm. this. But I mean, you, you were struggling all through the first season. Yep, I I, I also was. Yeah, but I am almost on this level. Yeah, the second season is a lot better. Mm. But I think that the reason it is better is if you know the entire world. Mm. of star wars yeah i think it it helps if you know all of the supplementary stuff on the side yeah so that's what i'm i'm getting to now as well Mm. where we kind of we got into season two and then i started liking it and then it was just like shit i need to see all of it Mm. all of star wars which i i've seen most of it uh but we kind of wanted to do a chronological order watch so we started back to like the first first episode uh, Which is troublesome. Phantom Menace, yes. But the thing it's is, very troublesome. Phantom Menace but... for me is my Star Wars because yeah. that, I, I was like 11 when it came out. Exactly. So I liked it as well when I was a kid because mm. I was 12 mm. or something. Mm. So it was uh, perfect for me back then. Watching it now is a bit painful and yeah. nostalgic. <laughs> it's, it's not great. But what happened then, we went into after episode two, you have to, uh, if you're doing everything chronological, we're doing Clone Wars. Oh. So Clone Wars is, I think it's seven seasons. Oh, it, first it's a movie as well. And mm-hmm. then it's seven seasons. Oh, too, yeah. And that's but, animated, right? Yeah, it's yeah. fully animated. Uh, with 22 episodes in every season, <laughs> almost. So About 20 minute episodes. Yeah, so yeah. it's quick. And it's quite nice to have on in the background when you're doing something else, like decorating your Christmas tree or whatever. Like if you're or cleaning your house or something. It's a lot of clones. It's a lot of clones and it's a lot of wars. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's kind of, it's nice because every now and then there's a super important episode that makes everything else make sense. Mm. Uh, and you kind of get the backstory about Anakin, which is quite nice because yeah. it's it's pretty fast between episode two and three. Where he all of a sudden becomes Darth Vader, and you're like, shit, what happened? Oh, so it's between two and three. Yeah. Mm. So it's a lot of information there that is like, oh, right, now I get it. Yeah. Which is quite nice. So if you're into Star Wars, I can recommend doing this Mm. as a project during Christmas. Uh, And if you can't leave the house, it's perfect. Um, But for Mandalorian, a lot of the stuff in there now is from Clone Wars. So I appreciated it but way where, where, more. Where, where does no. Mandalorian fit in the timeline? After episode six, the okay. feature. Ah. So between six and seven. So between Return of the Jedi yes. and... Force Awakens. Force Awakens? <laughs> <laughs> Almost forgot. Yeah. So if you're doing this uh, right, this marathon in chronological order, you're doing episode one, Phantom Menace, uh, episode two, Clone Wars, the feature, Clone Wars the series, 
episode three. Then it's Solo, mm -hmm. the feature. Rebels, the mm -hmm. another uh, animated TV show. Uh, and then it's Rogue One, and then episode four, five, six, Mandalorian, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> wow! I hope that, I got that, this that right now. Otherwise, someone's that. gonna kill me. <laughs> it's so much content. It's insane. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. You need yeah. lots of uh, Christmas vacations for that. Yep. <laughs> well, this and have you watched all these? I haven't watched Clone Wars before, mm. so this is the first time. But for how me. far through it are you now? I'm in uh, season three. Okay. Middle of season three. Okay. So, Oof. yeah. That's a project. I uh, know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's intense. No, but um, yeah, it's intense. But I'm also a huge fan, so I yeah. can get through it. Yeah. Not everyone has to, maybe. But yeah. it's just a tip if you want something to do. But yeah. one good thing now about Mandalorian for everyone that's actually interested in VFX. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The point of this podcast. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's the whole series is very interesting in how they made that. But there's also a behind the scenes uh, kind of season about season one mm. where there are multiple episodes about how they made the show. Yes. I've and seen those that. are actually, when I just saw season one, I enjoyed the behind the scenes more than mm. the actual show. Yeah. Sometimes that can be the case, though. That was like that with yeah. the Game of Thrones, the last watch yeah. documentary. Yeah. That was focused on season eight. And we all know how season eight went. Yeah. But the documentary itself, I've seen that like yeah. five times. Yeah. It's mm. so good. It's really good. I cry. Yeah, me too. Real human tears. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so that might be a, a good watch as well if you want to see something. Very yeah. current. And, and that's very... Disney Plus. Yes, yeah. that's Disney Plus. Yeah, you can see all of yeah, you can see all of the Star Wars stuff there. Mm. Obviously, is so. Clone Wars on there? Yeah, and Rebels. Yeah, so I could do what you're doing. Yes, you can. We could do it. Yeah, right. If I had <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. You have time. Well, <laughs> I'm working from the office. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, everyone's working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. My next one. This is a new one, and it's actually airing at the moment. I haven't, it hasn't finished yet. It finishes next week. Uh, it's on HBO Nordic, um, and it's called The Flight Attendant. Um, oh, yeah. 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 It's so bloody enjoyable. I don't know what that sound is. <laughs> we edit it out, maybe. Ignore it. It's, I think it's the it's the water tanks mm. above the ceiling. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll pretend it's a fireplace. Yeah. Like, cozy. The flight attendant, you say? Yeah. <laughs> the flight attendant, uh, yeah. Is that why we have this sound effect that sounds like we're inside of an airplane? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's for the podcast. Uh -huh. So, uh, basically, the story goes uh, behind this. Um, it's about a girl who is a flight attendant, a woman, sorry, a woman who is a flight attendant. And she, um, oh, it's really hard to say without spoiling anything, but let's say she wakes up next to a dead body mm. <laughs> and she freaks out. She doesn't know what the hell to do. So she like leaves because mm -hmm. that's what you should do. Um, it was a pretty violent death, let's put it that way. So if she was found to be with this dead body, it would be not a good idea. Um, and no, it's basically just about figuring out who this guy was and what kind of ties he had to her. And she's a flight attendant. So she's like zipping all over the 
mm. you know, the world while doing it. Um, it's just really high pace, really intense. Um, also, funny. if you miss flying. Yeah, if you miss flying. <laughs> yeah. Like me. yeah, it is really good. Um, yeah, and it's basically, um, it's got uh, Shoshana from Girls. Um, sorry, I'm going to go super gay now. Uh, it's got Shoshana from Girls. Uh, it's got, um, uh, oh, I never watched Big Bang Theory, but the main... Penny, right? Penny? Yeah, mm. Penny from Big Bang Theory. Um, it's got replacement um, in Game of Thrones. The guy who replaced, oh, I don't know his name, Daenerys is like a uh, bodyguard guy in season <laughs> oh, five. Yeah. Draco Nakaris or whatever. <laughs> Drake, Draken, Draken, oh, no. Oh my God, I can't he, Anyway, he got replaced and it's the actor that plays a replacement version of him. Oh. Uh, I think Michael Huseman. He was in uh, uh, Haunting of Hill House. Um, and I've got such good, everyone's got such good chemistry. It's it's really, really, really fun. It's only 40 minute episodes. There's only eight of them. So if you want to wait until next week or whenever this podcast is airing, it's probably out now. Uh, binge it, binge it all mm. in one go because you'll it's just perfect. you'll want to watch the whole thing. I know you're gonna wait. Oh yeah, <laughs> to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fully recommend it. It's yeah, HBO Nordic, amazing. I'm at Alex on the plane. Oh. Hi. Hi. Hey. We had dinner at Bangkok. We went back to his hotel. There's no escape. When I woke up in the morning, he was so alive. It is nice with a limited series, uh, I think. Because mm-hmm. even if my first choice here was hundreds of hours of <laughs> yeah. words, uh, I kind of prefer limited series. And, and my next one is a limited series that everyone is talking about right now. Mm-hmm. The Queen's Gambit. Ah, the chess one. No, I haven't seen no. it yet. No, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> let, let me bring you back to my childhood or when I was like 13 and I saw uh, From Russia With Love, the James Bond film. Mm-hmm. And in it, uh, there's a villain, uh, an evil mastermind, who's also a chess player. Uh, with, he has piercing eyes uh, and he's played by the Polish actor Vladek Shabal. Amazing character. And th- there's a scene where he sits in this kind of it's a chess game, it's in some kind of palace, uh, and lots of dressed up people are sitting around watching this chess game. And uh, Kronstein, as he's called, this evil mastermind, is sitting there playing chess. And then he gets a, a note from Blofeld, summons him. Blofeld? Yeah, but because he's not mentioned as Blofeld, but he's the, the master, the master, master evil mind. Uh, so Kronstein gets that little note, and then he just ends the game with just one move because all the time uh, he could have ended that game at any time because he's so super brilliant and I absolutely love that scene and it kind of formed for me the, the, the idea of a chess player as a kind of evil mastermind <laughs> <clears throat> and th- that has followed me I, I've never I never ever learned to play chess because I, I, I you're not too, an evil too mastermind stupid, I think <laughs> and I'm not an evil mastermind I feel like you could be but, but yeah. it's a fascinating <laughs> world uh, and there was um a real life uh, chess player called uh, Bobby Fischer. Oh yes, and the, yeah. there's an amazing documentary about him called Bobby Fischer Against the World. Uh, he he was like a chess prodigy, super brilliant. Uh, and in 1972, he played a game against the best chess player from the Soviet Union, Boris Spassky, uh, and that was kind of looked upon uh, as a 
a cold war, but, but played out on a chessboard, like mm. the American master and, and the, the Soviet Union master. Uh, and Bobby Fischer's story has kind of inspired uh, the story behind this character in The King's Gambit, uh, which is a fictional character from Beth Harmon, who is uh, a young orphan uh, girl who uh, just happens to get very well at playing chess. Uh, so the whole series is set around this kind of Cold War uh, backdrop. It's set in the fifties and sixties. Oh, and nice. this is perfect for you. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, it really amazing. Is. For me. Yeah. And and it's so damn beautiful. Uh, it's well written and it's so beautiful. The, the cinematography is done by uh, Stephen Meisler. It's brilliant. Uh, the production design is made by Uri Hanish. Uh, also amazing with all this. Like it, it's. Almost over the top stylish for like 50s and 60s style, uh, but just balancing there. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix. It's created by Scott Frank and Alan Scott. Scott and Scott. Hey. hey. And, uh, and there's also uh, some uh, old uh, child actors in it. Two of them. And actually. speaking of a former child actor, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, Stick to you out there. I don't know that I'm a failed child actor. I don't think uh, you can be a failed child actor. Yes, no. I was because, because I never got any parts. That what made kept you being a child actor? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The two uh, in this one is uh, first of all we have uh, Harry Potter's stupid stepbrother, oh, oh, wow. Dudley, yeah. <laughs> Harry Melly, who in the, in this uh, series plays uh, the character Harry Beltic. Uh, and he looks a bit the same, but he's thinner these yeah, days. Yeah, he's more he's stretched up. Yeah, he is. He's taller, right? <laughs> but the other one, he looks exactly the same. Uh, the actor Thomas Brody Sangster. Yeah, him. Um, and we know him as that annoying child who tries to learn how to play drums in Love Actually. Oh, and yeah. And does oh, that yeah. epic run <laughs> in right. the airport. Yeah. And later on, he, he wanders around on the ice with, with uh, Hodor. In, yeah, exactly. Game of Thrones. Yeah, he plays a character called Benny Watts. Let's uh, get the shit kicked out of us by love. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yep. I had to do it. And, and but both these actors, uh, they're good as grown-up actors too. Mm. Actually. Yeah. So uh, I know everyone says, oh, it's so brilliant, this series. But it is. And mm. it is a limited series. It's just seven episodes, I think. So, yeah. Who plays Beth? Beth plays by Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. It's from, yeah, New Mutants. From only New good Mutants. Character. Yeah. <laughs> she good is, character. So, we saw this film at the cinema, and she's the only good thing about this movie. Yeah. And she is also, my, my kind of circles back to Kronstein, the evil James Bond villain, because mm. she has the same piercing eyes. Oh, yeah. 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 Check it out. My second choice. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess I have to watch it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, me too. This podcast is a learning experience, not just for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Men are going to come along and want to teach you things. Doesn't make them any smarter. You just let them blow by, and you go on ahead and do just what and how you feel like. Adela? Yeah, so my next choice is uh, His Dark Materials. Oh yeah, which is very kind of it could be Christmassy without being Christmassy. Is it snowy? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a lot of snow. Yeah. Um, at least in season one. Exactly. 
Uh, I actually haven't started season two yet because I'm saving I episodes. <laughs> yeah. I'm saving the episodes for yeah. Christmas break. Good thing to do. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who doesn't know the story, it's based on the books uh, by Philip Pullman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the Golden Compass story, yeah. uh, which also is a feature. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, they started with one. We were supposed to do a trilogy, and then mm. it didn't get. Is it the Amber Spyglass trilogy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It is right. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the first one. Yeah. So these uh, books are also great, mm. from what I hear. Mm-hmm. But since I don't read, no, sorry, I read sometimes. But <laughs> no, but so if you have read the books, uh, the series is supposed to be a good, like follow-up from mm-hmm. that i think um but season one was great and i think also the vfx in it is very cute yeah and nice probably on animals um like demons yes yeah. yeah and she's very good yeah she is i kind of hated her in the first episodes but she's actually a pretty good child actress is it um that's rare is the actress... she's not a failed child yeah. no. <laughs> she's still a child yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> She could fail. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the X-23 uh, from Wolverine. Yeah. The little girl. Yeah. Yeah. And Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can't see me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't know why I keep looking at the microphone like it's got a camera on it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But that's a, that's a good thing to do during Christmas as well, I think. Mm. And also kind of you don't want to see all the Christmas movies. What is it airing on? What's it on? It's on HBO. HBO is so good. I know. Yeah. I set out for the North some 12 months ago, and this is the first of the discoveries I made. A myriad of worlds of which the Magisterium controls only one. Okay, Harrison. Um, Okay, so my last one is (laughs) a little show called Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) Riverdale. So everyone has these guilty pleasures. And Riverdale, I think, is like the guiltiest of guilty pleasures. Yep. Because it's complete trash, mm-hmm. but it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so bad, but it's so it's like the epitome of so bad it's good. Yep. But like the storylines are just ridiculous. Like it, it's just so bloody entertaining. There's musical episodes every season. <laughs> like the one of the characters get gets attacked by a bear yep. at one point, and then he just walks away with a tiny little claw scar on his chest. <laughs> That the makeup artist has to keep applying every time he's shirtless. <laughs> Which he is a lot of he's, the time. Okay, so these are attractive people. And so they are... I would say six... it's the most attractive people on TV. Yeah. Right yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. But uh, Matilda watches it. I watch Obviously. it. Obviously. Uh, Nils? I watched the first season. Yeah. But I felt... I was okay yeah. with it. It was like right. Twin Peaks light. <laughs> yeah. Like the yeah. murder mystery and yeah. stuff. Yeah. They've yeah. gone way past that to like sex cults and... Yeah, weird, like, FBI agents, and oh at God, one so point crazy. there was a floating baby, which made no sense. Oh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, above a fire. <laughs> so strange. But uh, I, I love it. I would say the entire show is very attractive, because it's super stylized, and yeah. it's very beautifully shot as well. Every film, every episode is named after a film as well, mm. and so there's a lot of, like, film references are very heavy. So if you're a film buff, and you can get past, it's a bit trash. <laughs> then you'll, you'll get a bit out of it because you'll know what they're referencing, uh, which is quite cool. 
Um, but yeah, I, I really like it. And season five is airing January 15th, yes. I think, is the first Yay. episode. I'm very excited. I've heard there's going to be a time jump in the season. Um, it was affected by coronavirus, obviously, the filming. But I don't really know how they're going to get around all the kissing. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen it on Instagram. Okay. They uh, kind of, what's the word? Pretend. <laughs> they kind of fill their mouth with some sort of disinfectant. What? And like gargles it around and, and then... spits it out and then they kiss. Oh my God. Yep. Every time? Yep. Like Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. So don't worry, it's gonna be kissing. Okay, but but, well, but, but, the, but the base of that series is the Archie comics. Comic. Yeah, the Archie Archie comics. Yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, they have a lot of source material, and they have a lot of characters that are under the Archie umbrella. Mm. Sabrina um, is under that as well. Uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is also a great show to watch now. Which Since is coming new, out. Yeah, yeah, new season is also coming out. Yeah, December thirty first. Yeah, season four, last season, amazing. They haven't done a crossover yet. Maybe they will. Yeah. But uh, they mentioned the towns a couple of times. Yeah, it's Green yeah. Greendale and Riverdale. Yeah, and they're next to each other. There's woods. The woods are separating them. <laughs> uh, Where but, evil things lurk. Yeah, but the thing is, it's hard because with Sabrina, it's a very, very, very magical devil worshipping kind of show. And in Riverdale, it's not supernatural. So you can't really do a crossover without letting one accept that the other mm. world yeah. exists. But they're hinting a lot of magic in Riverdale, though. It never gets to it, though. Are they? Yeah, they are, because it's like the floating baby. Hello. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But Griffins, Griffins and Gargoyles was, like, yeah. very based in reality. I know, but they were kind of pretending that it was magic at the start, because, like, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of thing. But the concerning part about Riverdale is that there's a lot of underage uh, sexual relations in it, um, and a lot of inappropriate relationships also. Um, is that the concerning part about this show? <laughs> it is in today's current climate, <laughs> I, I think. But th- I think that's the reason why they're doing a seven-year time jump. <laughs> so they don't have to keep having teenagers having sex. Yeah. It's now adults having sex. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's much safer. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, it's it's five seasons and 22 episodes, mm-hmm. season two, three, four. Yeah. The first season's only 12. Um, so it's a lot as well. And I think also if you like the aesthetics of that one, yeah. but want something a little bit more serious, I think Sabrina is a good option. Yeah, I agree. It's not as it's not as um, silly. No, it has a better base storyline yeah. than kind of a bit more, hmm. more focused towards quality. Yeah, it's more focused towards quality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Every corpse has a tale to tell, and this one has the touch of evil. Archie, a kid is dead. I saw you guys. How you feel about me? Is it real? I'm asking you right now if you love me. Who are you lying to? I'm Breakfast at Tiffany's, but this place is strictly in cold blood. Quality is important, and I think that quality is something that is really in my last choice, mm-hmm. uh, which is not an old film. <laughs> you do like, this to yourself. I do this to myself. <laughs> Now, this is a, a, a series, it's almost brand new, an HBO series, hit the screens earlier this year, and I binged watched it while I was home seeking the flu, an ordinary flu, <laughs> not corona related, and, and maybe my fever made it even better, I don't know, but I was totally fascinated by Watchmen, oh, yes. HBO's Watchmen, have you seen it? 
Nope. Absolutely. What? You haven't seen it yet? Harrison? I'm shaking we my head. We talked about this. I know. Hey, I think it makes a better podcast. Yeah, well, then that's true. That's more true. questions can be asked. Ignorance is the base of all great podcasts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you already know that, that Watchmen the comic was created by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons in 1986. And you have probably seen the Zack Snyder film version in 2009. Yeah, absolutely. But the neat thing about uh, the HBO Watchmen is that it that it's not a reboot. Uh, it's not a new version of the original story. It, it's a new series building on the events of the original story. Uh, it's created by Damon Lindelof, uh, and it's set in present day, but in an alternative reality. Oh, cool. Just like the original Watchmen comic. Uh, that one was set in an alternative 1980s. United States, where Richard Nixon still was president, re-elected over and over again. And in this new HBO series, uh, it's in a kind of alternative present-day United States, where Robert Redford is president. Right. The actor or the person? <laughs> the actor. Is um, he... You never see him. It's just oh, mentioned. It's but it's Robert yeah. Redford. Yeah. yeah, as Robert Redford. Uh, and Ooh, the, right. and <laughs> the original face. Watchmen evolves around a group of masked uh, vigilantes uh, fighting crime, but also some of them not being, well, they're very troubled, not especially nice persons. And there's a Cold War rooming, of course. Uh, I love the Cold War. Yeah, you know? It's a definitely a common thread. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the Vietnam War uh, was actually won by the US because they had help from uh, Dr. Manhattan, the superhuman. But that was the original story. In this new one, uh, the new series is instead focusing on racism. So in the backstory, we're introduced to the very real Tulsa massacre of 1921, where hundreds of Afro-Americans were attacked by a racist mob, burning down their house, assaulting, beating up hundreds of others. Uh, at least 39 people, probably well over 100. And that's an event that I hadn't ever heard of until I heard about it. In, in Watchmen, I had to Google it, and what wow, that actually happened. Yeah, that's amazing. It did happen. Yeah, yeah. We, and, and it's it, also a very real event in, in Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country. Yeah, exactly. which is what exactly. I was crying yeah. to her about. Yeah, <laughs> and and the HBO Watchmen series uh, um, that, that is played out in present day Tulsa, uh, where a secret group of Ku Klux Klan uh, clones called the Seventh Cavalry is fighting the Tulsa police. Uh, and, and the story revolves around some of these policemen who have started to wear masks, and there are also some masked vigilantes, including the detective Angela Abar, played by Regina King. Oh, love I love really Regina good, King. Really good. She's also great in this one. Is she? Yes, she's amazing. She's so good in everything. Yeah. And the whole story is, is like, uh, we, we learn more and more about them and the originals. Uh, and, and meanwhile, other characters from the original Watchmen story are kind of woven into story uh, and the world might go under again uh, and why did I love this so much well for many reasons it's smartly conceived uh, how this that it builds mm. on the original story and it's also I think a very powerful and smart way of addressing racism uh, you mentioned uh, Lovecraft Country mm. uh, I think that Watchmen does it better uh, but mm. I still like parts of yeah. Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah, I, it kind of I agree with same. you. Yeah. I Lovecraft Country for me was very hit and miss. Mm. It, it missed more than it hit, I yeah. think. Mm. But some parts of it was great. Yeah, totally. Mm. Totally. Well, I loved the show, but I also like everything weird. Because so. mm. you're weird. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. 
But yeah, Watchmen was absolutely yeah. best best TV show uh, this year. It's I think. amazing. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I, I, I love it. Totally like you see it. it first, Harrison, and then we can talk about this. Yeah. Okay. It is amazing. This whole year, though. Yeah, this whole year. And it's also a limited series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not see a season it, one. Not there won't anymore. be anymore. And there's also lots of great actors like uh, Tim Blake Nelson as Wade Tillman or. Uh, What's his name? Looking Glass. Yeah. He has like a reflective <gasps> face mask. And then there's Don Johnson, Jeremy Irons. Cool. And there is a very, very special feeling and ambiance of the entire series. Mm. And I'm not sure if if I feel like that because I had fever when I watched it. <laughs> it could also be because of the music, because the music yeah. is so great. It's written by uh, Trent Reznor and oh. Atticus Ross. What? Yes. See? And, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 And, and my favorite theme is uh, it's called The Brick. And I listen to it all the time. That's uh, cool. When, when I walk around in this pandemic-ridden city of Stockholm, I just listen to The Brick. Watchman. It's great. <laughs> you should see it. Yeah, I will definitely prioritize yeah. it now. It's also very satisfying to watch because everything unfolds in mm. such a perfect way throughout the show yeah that you're kind of for every episode it gets better and better yeah. was it this year yeah, yeah it was this year this year's been so weird i know <laughs> okay yeah no that's first on your list now <laughs> trying to think of tiger things this year <laughs> Yeah, well, timing was this year. What? <laughs> that what? Was the, it's been a long year. It was the first like pandemic watch. Oh well, yeah, but yeah. it's been a long year, but a short year. Yeah. It's been like the same day <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. We convinced ourselves that they were gone, but they were just hibernating. So that was three examples from each mm. one of us. But do we have any special Christmas? Oh yeah, related yes. things for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what? Well, Matilda and I have been uh, socially distancing, meeting <laughs> every now and then <laughs> to to watch Christmas films. Mm. Um, my personal favorite is a, a film that I've watched every year for the last 15 years, or however, however long it's been out for. Uh, it's called The Family Stone mm-hmm. uh, uh, from 2004 or five. I, I can't remember yeah, the specific so. year. Um, but, and in Swedish, because it's so different in the Swedish title, yeah, is Welcome to Familien. Which means Welcome to the Family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which kind of sounds kind of foreboding, like yeah. you're a mob boss or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's basically just about like a, a modern family of, of different, you know, everythings. Um, and uh, how they're very unwelcoming to one particular new person. And it does that whole. Uh, she's a new character in their lives, so you see the story through her life, and it gives them the opportunity to explain things that normally wouldn't be explained to a camera, you know, because mm-hmm. it just it just wouldn't make sense. So it's like that um that that way of doing things. Uh, but it's just very uh very nice and cozy and snowy. Also, and, uh, amazing cast. Yeah, the cast is great. Like Rachel McAdams, um, Diane Keaton, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker, Luke Wilson. Yep. Um, Claire Danes. Yep. 
keep going. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the dad? I can't remember his name. Craig T. Nelson. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's directed by a guy called Thomas Blazuchka. <laughs> I think that's his last name. Um, and he's a talented man. Um, really, really cozy film. Hmm. Yeah. You think your and we have a, family's bad on Christmas? Like a new version of that as well that came out this year. Yeah. It's Happiest Season. Oh, yeah. It's kind of similar to mm. that storyline where there's a new person being welcomed to the family or yeah. whatever during yeah. Christmas. Uh, but a bit updated. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to say what the story is? <laughs> you can do it. Oh, but this could be your... No, your, yeah, this could be mine. Your pet, your pet. I don't know if I want to... If it's that good. Oh, well, it was pretty good it for was, most of the movie. Yeah, mm. it had a not-so-agreeable ending. Yeah. Uh, but basically, the premise to this film is um, Kristen Stewart is uh, out, uh, proud lesbian, and she's with a person who is played by Mackenzie Davis, and she's not so, like, out and proud, and she hasn't actually come out to her parents. Yeah but she's bringing her orphan roommate, that was in quotations, <laughs> orphan roommate to meet her parents for the first time. Um, and she's not planning on coming out to them, I don't think. No. Yeah. Um, and it's all just about, like, Kristen Stewart's clearly a lesbian. and She's trying to have, she has to pretend to not be um, to this family, <laughs> who they just think that she's her friend's, her daughter's friend. Uh, but it's, it's pretty good. But, yeah, the ending, I was a bit let down by the ending. Yeah, me too. Mm. But... But it's worth to see anyway. Yeah. Because it's like 90, 95% of the movie is great. It's really and well super shot. Super funny. <laughs> super funny. Really well shot. Yeah. The set is immaculate. Like, it's like mm-hmm. House of Cards immaculate. Like, mm-hmm. you go and you just mm-hmm. want to live in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really nice. Yeah. It's on... Uh, uh, I think you have to rent or buy it. Yeah. In Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like 49 Because it's Hulu. So... Yeah, but I did see it on that. Apple TV the other day. Yes, so, yeah. exactly. It's always nice with, with new films to watch at Christmas. Mm-hmm. New traditions. Because I just watch the same ones, the Home ones alone. that I have to watch. Every Home Alone, Christmas. one and two. Yeah. Elf. Love Actually. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I'm not a fan of no, Elf. No, I, I don't watch Love Actually anymore. Oh, Why, yeah. actually? It has aged. It's not. Mm. Well, parts of it are, are still fun. But, but parts of it is like, no, but please. Like, in what way? No, that's sexist, uh, old man. <laughs> oh, yeah, there are certain yeah. scenes, the Alan Rickman stuff. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Which is sad. It makes God me sad. Song. Yeah. It, it's a lot of that movie that makes me sad. It yeah. is a sad film. Yeah. It is. Love can be sad sometimes. It can be. We've all felt heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> in this Aww, room. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I don't think I've ever broken. I've always broken up with someone. Well, there's a lot of, uh, like, lighter uh christmas movies that are happy like mm. love happy love ha- happy <laughs> the holiday the yeah. holiday the holiday every christmas yeah. oh that's mm. my other christmas film which i haven't watched this year yet no actually but we've saved that for sunday right yes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, but then there's also the whole group of new romantic comedies. I think you can just Netflix. skip those. That is like a whole package of like insane amount of content that you can watch. It's like insane. which is my guilty pleasure. There's like, like fifty of them. I know, but some of them are actually. Have you cool. seen the photo where they put all of the film posters side together. by side? <laughs> And it's all a combination of a woman in a red dress standing next to a standing next to a guy in a white shirt behind in front of a house. And then it's green and then yeah. red. And they're all <laughs> the same. And if you look at them all at the same time, it's the same photo. Yeah. 
It's so bad. It's like a puppy mill. Yeah. It's awful. These poor actors are like, yeah, I'll I'll do it. I'll do this movie. Yeah. And there's a whole group of uh, kind of uh, romanticism about Europe as well. Where they make up a country in Europe that... Amer- American Chicago girl needs to go to yeah. Aldovia, Belgravia, <laughs> Geneva, Genovia. <laughs> Genovia, and then find a prince, and yeah. then it snows all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always the case. It's amazing. But there's one made up country that you don't hear very much about these days, and that's the country where uh, uh, Tangle, the animated feature with Rapunzel, that country is called. Corona. What? <gasps> what? Yeah. Plot twist. Oh my god. <laughs> Why would they call it that? They like, know it's not even an attractive they know name. It's a beer, right? <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's weird. Huh. Hmm. That's very weird. I've actually never seen Tangled. Haven't you? No. It's great. It's great. It's I'm a film buff, but you know, sometimes you can't see everything. Mm. No, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You really yeah. can't. Yep. <laughs> When I started film, uh, when I was around 20, I had a big crisis uh, when I realized that even if I would sit down and watch film 24 hours a day, mm. I would never, ever manage to see everything I wanted to see because new films were made all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I panicked. You were 20 when you figured that out? <laughs> yeah. That was oh. so slow. I believe there wasn't university-level film study. <laughs> Anyway, but no, I mean, uh, I have nothing to say. No. So no, Christmas movies. <laughs> so lots of Christmas movies to watch, and we have we had some really good examples here of, of if you out there would want to watch something that just consumes lots and lots of time, hundreds mm. of hours, you have yeah. some suggestions, mm. and if you like limited series, you have that as well, and some Christmas classics. Yeah, but I mean, in in conclusion with the list, it was your three were. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin films. Marathon. Yeah. Uh, with whatever he's done. Yeah. <laughs> but preferably The West Wing, if you can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Or the entire Star Wars universe. <laughs> you can skip Lego stuff, though. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry, Lego. Uh, but the entire uh, Star Wars uh, universe, there's lots to see there, and especially Mandalorian and behind the scenes. Yeah. And then third one was Historic Materials. Mm. Uh, season one and season two is going on now. So yeah, and then I had RuPaul's Drag Race, amazing. Riverdale, amazing, and the flight attendant, also pretty good. <laughs> and I had, of course, Breaking Bad, also a marathon, and The Queen's Gambit, and HBO's Watchmen. Mm. Nice, uh, nice plugs for HBO. So you yeah. out there, yeah. watch it. <laughs> And mail us and tell us what you thought of them and how your Christmas was. Yeah. From all of us to all of you, uh, Merry Christmas and good binge watching. And uh, should we sing a carol? Yeah. Why I not? got a I got a great uh, message from someone in an email, like a client that was like, "Stay positive and test negative." Happy that's holidays. his favorite. That's Nils's yeah. favorite thing to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's true, though. It's really true. We need to stay positive. And 2021 will be a much better year. Yeah. Yay. I hope so. Mm-hmm. So, you out there, take care. That was all from Yellow Brick Road this year. 
Goodbye, à bientôt, auf Wiedersehen. Wiersch.